inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today you are more blessed than usual because today uh, we have guests. Uh, and I want you to know that we are actually going to open our phone lines up. Uh, the phone number is 651-289-4466. We'd like to wait till the third segment because today we were supposed to have two guests, but... Uh, one of them was called into duty. He's a lot uh, does important things, and so uh, we're going to be short one guest, but we're going to have a great guest, uh, and it's an author. Of- a friend of mine, someone you know, and someone we've had on uh, Like It Matters Radio before, someone who's a graduate of Leadership Awakening, someone who's a 30-year retired law enforcement officer, uh, and I had the blessing of meeting this gentleman when he was writing his first book, and I believe, and I should have this ready, I think it's From Sorrow to Amazing Grace, uh, and it's a great story, he's a great man, uh, and this is his second book, and so uh, it's exciting because because this book is called Gun Runner. And by the way, this book is a page turner. You will not be able to put it down. I'm going to warn you right now. Uh, it's going to be hard to put it down once you get going. I've scanned through a copy I was just sent. I read what other people said. And everybody I hear from, it is a page turner. It holds you. It's real life. It's true uh, tr- a crime drama. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, and it's a story of redemption, of hope. It's, it's phenomenal. But Gunrunner is the name of it. Gunrunner, that's one word. Highly recommend it. It's sold everywhere. Downloadable, uh, paperback version, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And like I said, it is already a, a bestseller, uh, top of the list for Amazon. So it's a true crime book centered on a real-life Boston area detective, Mario Oliveira. Now, Mario was going to join us, and he still might, uh, but he was called into a meeting. Uh, so I gave him the, uh, the, the call-in number. So if he gets out of that meeting, before we're done here today, he'll be calling in. But Mario Oliveira, who embarks on a series of interconnected gang crimes that leads to his own murder, it's during death that he learns his most important lesson. He's still here to tell you about it. And Gunrunner contains elements of faith, true crime, life, death, redemption, resiliency, and spirituality. It says it's a true story that has twists and turns in every chapter the readers won't expect, but it's well worth the read. The book is currently trending as the number one new releases in the psychology and Christianity category on Amazon. So without further ado, let's welcome my good friend and author, Keith Notek. Hey, brother, how are you? Hey, brother Scott. Man, it's great to be with you, my friend. It's been a while. I'm glad. It's been a while. And you know, you know what's so cool, Keith, is as uh, I'm reading up this morning, I spent about two hours just checking into what other people were saying about this book. And I'm telling you, brother, uh, great job. Great job. You, if what other people, I mean, I'm just going by what I'm hearing, and it's stunning. And you know what's so cool, Keith? I was there. 
So I was at your house. Remember when I went to L.A. and you let me stop over and I stayed over at your house and uh, you had yep. finished the first book and all that. And then you had told me, hey, I got this person reached out to me and you showed me the video and all that. So the cool thing for me as your friend is I was there at kind of when this whole thing kind of started unfolding. Uh, and now to see how you walk through it, that's phenomenal. So what I first want to do, Keith, is just take a few minutes, you know, let's set up the story before the story. Who is Mario? What was he doing? How did we get to the point that he was murdered, which basically is what this book is about? Not just the murder, but his redemption, how he came back. So give us the backstory, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. Mario uh, Oliveira uh, was actually, uh, I'll go way back from the beginning. He was an immigrant from Portugal. And his parents brought uh, him and his siblings to the U.S. They settled in the Boston area uh, in Somerville, Massachusetts, um, for a better life. So um, English was Mario's second language. Um, He told me that when he was growing up, he used to see police cars drive by, and he'd just be fascinated by that. (laughs) And, And he thought, oh, you know, I think... I want to do that. I want to be a police officer someday. So his brother John was actually hired by uh, the Somerville Police Department first. Uh, Mario did a bunch of other things prior to going into law enforcement, and then the day came when he entered into the police academy, um, graduated, and hit the streets. Uh, Somerville hired him as a dispatcher at first. So. Uh, Mario worked patrol, um, you know, uniform patrol in a marked police mm-hmm. car and all that for Somerville. Um, he did that for, I want to say it was five years, and he really developed a reputation as a patrol guy out on the streets, uh, just talking to people, stopping and talking to people. You know, a popular buzzword today is community policing. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. And Mario did it. He lived it. He he walked the walk. You know, he was genuinely interested in people and developed a rapport with them. Well, pretty soon they started telling him as a as a young patrol cop about crimes occurring and and you know who who was in the mix and you know who's pulling off this crime or that crime and he started working those cases um, as a uniform guy, um, which led eventually to him being promoted as a detective, a plain clothes detective. So um, he went into that role, did that for a couple of years. Um, cracked a really huge case called the Ocean's Eleven case. And what what that was, there was a a gang of hoodlums. um, They were actually very well organized. um, And they they had (laughs) talk about strategic planning and contingency planning. These guys were pretty smart. They were pulling off heists at houses uh, when people weren't home. Sometimes the people were home. And the burglaries actually turned into, uh, you know, home invasion robbery type of situation. But they were uh, robbing these people uh, at gunpoint or when they weren't home. They were actually literally taking safes out of people's homes. Wow. You know how heavy a safe is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, coin collections, you name it, uh, cash, whatever. And Mario cracked the case, and he put a bunch of them wow. uh, in jail. 
And then it was during that case when um, he started getting these illegal gun cases um, coming to him where um, firearms were being illegally transported into um, Massachusetts from other states. And uh, with the serial numbers filed off, that's a felony, by the way, to file off the serial number on a firearm. So they're doing this stuff, and these gun dealers, these gun runners, thus the name of the book, Gun Runner, they were... We've got about uh, one minute left, so just go ahead. Yeah, they were uh, uh, getting these guns out to illegal street gangs. Uh, notorious street gangs, and they were committing murders with them and such. So Mario got assigned to an ATF task force as a uh, an investigator on those cases. And this is what basically leads up. This is kind of where the story is, because I know now what happens. How, you know, I've read the uh, scan the book and all that. And so uh, after the break, I'm going to go, because this kind of what leads up. So he's working on gun running, people who are running guns. And guns, I mean, guns are a big issue right now. That's why I think it's so cool what you're writing about, because I think what you're writing about in this story, Mario's story, is not just about uh, the illegal flow of guns, but it's also about the role of the law enforcement officer in society. Uh, it's about how people... People are treated, not just when they serve, but also when they're in need. Uh, it's about the state of our country. Uh, it's about the state of family and friends. It's about redemption, and it's about God. Uh, and man, as I unfold it, you got everything in this book, Keith. Everything booked. And now that Amen. He, he set up the, yeah, it's exciting. I, I'm happy for you, brother, that you get to be a part of it. So after the break, now that we got the backstory, now we'll go into the book uh, and we'll break down some things. I'll probably actually have you read a little excerpt if you don't mind. So uh, we're going to hold on for a minute, Keith. I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. To Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. Inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and we are back. And today we are so blessed uh, because uh, we're talking about a bestseller on Amazon, a book called Gun Runner, and uh, got my good friend. Uh, author. He's a co-author of this book, but he's written a a book before this. Uh, He's a friend. He's a graduate. He's a 30-year retired law enforcement officer, and he's just a downright good guy. So let's welcome back my good friend, uh, Keith Notek. So thanks again, Keith. I know you're a busy man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, brother. I'm blushing right now after that buildup. <laughs> <laughs> well, your wife told me to say it, so hey. She said, if, if I want a place to stay next time I come by, say this about my hubby. No, you know, I love she it. loves you, but so do I. She, so do I. But hey, so this, I want to read um, this excerpt uh, from uh, that I got off, I think it was off of Amazon, about the book. And then I want to kind of bring it back in. So let me just read this. It says, Gunrunner is a true crime book centered on real-life Boston detective hero Mario Oliveira, who embarks on a series of interconnected gang crimes that leads to his own murder. It is during this death that he learns his most important lesson. 
and said, "Here's he's here to tell you about it. So here we go. Shot six times at point-blank range. Mario not only solved the big case, he's about to get answers to life's nagging questions. What happens when we die? Shot to bits, they rush Mario into trauma. With little hope he'll survive, Mario hangs on by a thread as his life flashes before his eyes. Then he is suddenly transported back to know this whole, to how this whole mess started. Mario follows the infamous Matt Kramer, public enemy number one for supplying notorious gangs with untraceable handguns, using countless crimes and murders. Mario's quest to close this case got him killed. The savvy detective summons a streetwise ex-gang member, Leon, to be his new partner. Unfortunately, Leon happens to be an undocumented immigrant, but that's not the crime Mario's tracking. Instead, the unlikely pair practically become best friends. First, Leon dismantles a Brazilian gang of thieves, and now Mario scrambles to get Leon and family protected visas. Mario is back on the streets alone and flirts with death on many occasions as his undercover work stings a mass of illegal guns, dozens of arrests, and the big ticket items driving him. But Mario will stop at nothing, even take six bullets if it means solving the case, and he'll prove it to you. Man, that that gets me excited just reading it, man. I mean, what a, what a great book. So you, you gave me the backstory. So now give me the story. What happened? So you want me to read uh, this yeah, little chapter? I would love a segment. Yeah, do you have a cool chapter? Why don't you read a couple I, of minutes and tell us what you're reading from? I do, brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna read something uh, that you know. The amazing thing about this story. Let me just back up. The amazing thing about this story is it's true. Okay. Uh, I did some research, and it's it's validated. It's credible. It's well documented. Um, that's why. It, to me, it was just insane um, what happened. So I'm like, man, I'm going to write this thing. So let me read you this excerpt okay. right up to the point to where Mario gets shot. Okay. Uh, the chapter is The Night I Died. The okay. fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who lives fully is prepared to die at any time. Mark Twain. It was a cool and clear November night in Somerville. Aside from the usual light pollution from the urban landscape and city streetlights, I can remember seeing stars in the, sky, in the night sky. It was general election night in the town on November 2nd, and there were a lot of cops working extra duty assignments, keeping law and order uh, at the polling stations. I happened to be working on my normal task force assignment that night. Other than the fact that there were... Uh, many people on the streets that evening due to the election i figured it would be a quiet and uneventful shift i wore civilian attire and had my badge stowed on a neck chain type badge holder underneath my shirt i usually didn't wear my bulletproof vest as a task force detective like i did when i was on patrol but of course i'd put it on if we were going to serve an arrest warrant or hit a house on a search warrant my partner Brian Hudson and I decided to take a drive by Matthew Kramer's mother's house on Gibbon Street. The kid skipped town, and he didn't even come up as a blip on the radar. He knew he was going to jail if the police contacted him. So what would the chances be of him actually being in Somerville on election night? As we pulled onto Gibbon Street from Benton Street, we looked and saw... Kramer's red Honda Accord parked in front of his mother's house. Holy crap, he's there. Yes, 
Matt's car was parked in front of his mom's house. I need to set up on the house and throw a plan together. This I did not expect. I called my lieutenant, Joe McCain, and Sergeant Jerry Reardon to come over to my location. I told them to meet me on the sidewalk at Gibbon Street and Central Street because Matt Kramer, a wanted felon, was in the area. The plan we ultimately came up with was that when I saw Matt go to his vehicle, I would run up behind him and get him proned out on the ground. Then Brian will come around with our unmarked police car and bumper lock Matt's car so he can't get in and drive away. Essentially, bumper locking is putting the front bumper of our police car against the front bumper of Matt's car. My lieutenant and my sergeant were going to be my backup. Then finally, I will cuff him up and cart him off to jail. Yep, sounds like a solid plan. Let's do it. Oh, no. Matt made it to his car before I could get to him. I started running over to him. As soon as he started his car's ignition, I opened his car door grabbed him around his throat, and put my pistol to his head. I visibly displayed my badge over my shirt, and I started giving him commands. Get out of the car. You're under arrest. Get out of the car. I noticed that he straightened his legs out and pressed his feet onto the car's floorboard, making it very difficult for me to pull him out of the vehicle. At one point, Matt started repeatedly screaming, effing shoot me, effing shoot me. I remember thinking to myself, man, I've got to get him out of this car. And then we know the rest of the story after wow. that. Wow. I mean, I get, I can sit that way. I should have interviewed you. I should let you read for an hour. That's, that's, that's <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Um, and then we know. But that's, you know, this is, uh, as I knew, you know, it's weird. I think I was with you and you shared some of this. But this is really the story that leads up to the story. Because when I read through and scan what you told me, uh, this guy w- was dead. And then it's like any good story. All of a sudden, you're in the middle of a story, and a brand new character comes in. And that right. character is a doctor, a trauma doctor. Right? And he, he's the guy that you showed me the video when I was at your house. And I go, that's a cool dude. You've got yeah. So I, I thought the doctor was pretty cool. So he goes in the hospital, and he basically gets shot six times, and he's... He's he's pronounced dead. Is that how it works? How to go into some of that in the in the emergency room? Yeah. So Mario's shot six times. Um, he's carted off to the hospital, um, and he died three times uh, on the operating table. Um, you know, and and he had memories of what was going on. He could cite. Uh, everything that happened in that operating room and the doctor dr david king was just blown away by it he's like dude you're dead you know you were dead you had no pulse um your blood pressure crashed he's like dead people can't form memories and mario was very specific he remembered you know conversations and words and you know he remembers the the gurney ride special nurse right yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a nurse in the room that comforted him uh, during that time. The only thing was, uh, after everything was said and done and Margie, uh, Mario was in uh, recovery, uh, the doctor said, that nurse isn't on my team. There was no nurse matching that description. So who was the nurse? 
Whoa. That's the big question. Who was the nurse? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That Every time I hear that, now that's probably the fourth time I've heard that, and I think two of them directly from you, uh, mm-hmm. that just gives me chills. That just yeah, gives me amazing. chills. Because through all this, this is really a story to me. I keep using that word redemption, although I don't know if that book is in there anywhere. But got hit, Mario's life's changed. See, Mario lost his life. And then God said, I'm not done with you yet. And so God is above science. He created science. He created the body. Remember, to Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus had been dead for four days. I think the Bible shows uh, four or five times uh, that Jesus Christ resurrected someone. People don't even know that. Uh, And yet Mario is now on that special list of people that have been resurrected, people that have been given a second chance. Uh, and what I want to do after the break is talk about two things. Number one, uh, I want to talk a little more about Dr. King because I think he's a fascinating man because there's a great leading character right there and his will, his determination, and how Mario's experience affected him, affected him deeply. I want to talk about that. But secondly and most importantly, I want to talk about how has this changed Mario? You know, who was Mario before this? And by the way, I read some a lot of things. He was a good guy before this ever happened. But I know he's a totally different man today. It has to be. has to be. But here's the second question I want you to ponder, Keith, in the break, is how does it change your life? Because you might have just been writing the story. Just like the apostles, the story they wrote in the gospel was Jesus' story. But it changed them by writing it. It changed them by living it. And Keith, I know you're a man. You're a man of God. You're a man of grace, a great man of mercy. Not always been that way. Just like I've not always been that way, but you are today. And so I'd like to know at some point today as well is uh, how's it changed Keith? How's it changed Keith Notek writing this book? And for my listeners out there, uh, we're going to open the phone lines. I'd love to hear from you. Six five one two eight nine four four six six. If you want to have a question for Keith, if you just want to make a statement, you know, today with law enforcement officers, with gun crimes, uh, with the lack of God, with us moving away from God and moving away from our old past, this is a time to take a look at ourselves. This is a chance to dig deep. Mario's story is our story, and Mario's reflection is our reflection. Let's continue that after the break. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings follow Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult, and I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass, I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we are talking with uh, retired law enforcement officer Keith Notick, but he's just not a retired police officer. He's also author. Uh, your first book, would you uh, would you call it uh, autobiography? What would you call your first book? It is From Sorrow to Amazing Grace, correct, Keith? Uh, correct, yes. Uh, I also did a, a rewrite that was uh, released uh, last month. Oh, okay, what's that called? Uh, it's it's the same uh, same, same title? title from from sorrow to amazing grace. Uh, it just has okay. uh, new content and added content. Awesome, awesome. Would you call it uh, autobiographical? Or what it would you a, call it? I would call it a faith based uh, autobiography. Okay. Cool. Um, it, it's focused on your your. It's focused on a certain part of your life, but it's about your whole life, correct? It it is. It's about life before, during, and after law enforcement, and my experiences with uh, trauma and uh, recovery from that trauma uh, through faith and uh, resiliency. Amen. Amen. And how can they get a hold of that book and this book? I assume I know they're both on Amazon, but what's the best way to get a hold of you if they want you to speak or be interviewed or to get a hold of the books? What's uh, give them some contact information? You know, I would say that uh, LinkedIn. I mean, all you all you need to do is Google me, uh, Google my name, Keith Notech, okay. and uh, you know uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, there's also a okay. Facebook page, a Gun Runner awesome. Book. On, on Facebook, okay. um, you can message me through that app as well. Awesome. Awesome. And his book, From Sorrow to Amazing Grace, is really how I met you, Keith. I remember uh, Law Enforcement Today, Jay Wiley, a friend of ours. Uh, so he uh, told me about you. He said, hey, I got this great guy. I think you'd like to meet him. Uh, and he might be a good guest. And I reached out to you. And it was the divine appointment. You know that. It was two Absolutely. brothers uh, from mo- different mothers coming together. But it was funny. Jay, uh, over at Law Enforcement Today Radio, is the one that connected us. And we've become brothers in Christ and uh, friends, which is uh, shows you how incredible it is. Which brings us to the third player. Actually, God's always the first player, but we talked about you, we've talked about Morrow and writing the book, but there is this other person, Dr. King, and you know, when I heard in the comment section reading about uh, when uh, when Mario met Dr. King, it's, you know, I'm thinking of Dr. Martin Luther King, I'm thinking, wow, he's, he's a civil rights guy too, <laughs> but it's a great name, Dr. King, automatically, you know, prominent. So, tell us uh, about this third player in this whole thing, Dr. King, because He's a fascinating man, and what was his role in this? What impact did this have on him from your perspective, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You're right. Uh, David King is a fascinating man. Uh, You know, he has all these uh, titles. He's a a Fulbright colonel in the Army Reserves. He's a a doctor. He's an associate professor of medicine at... uh, Harvard Medical School, and uh, he's like, "Hey, just call me Dave." Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Dave. He's he's does many things. Uh, you know, a little known fact about him is he's he has fifteen patents for medical devices that he's invented. He's the guy wow. who invented uh, rescue foam, which is uh, wow. a blood blood stopping uh, agent that uh, is now widely used. It has a military application on the battlefield, obviously, but in the civilian world as well. Uh, Dave King is the doctor. He's the trauma center surgeon who basically God used to save Mario's life. He, when Mario was lying 
dead on the operating table, uh, Dr. King uh, cut open Mario's arm, stuck his hand in Mario's chest, and manually massaged Mario's heart back to life. Wow. Uh, and, wow. and not just once, but three times. Wow. Um, Mario was a, you know, by all uh, layman's terms, a hopeless cause, but uh, David King, being the skillful uh, surgeon that he is, uh, was able to go in there and save his life. And I believe it was, you know, divine intervention, of course, as well. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, and the fascinating man. I remember you're you were impressed with him. We watched that video with him, and again, and, and the interesting thing is, I, I think Mario has a Catholic background. Is that correct? Is he Catholic? He does. He does. He's Roman yeah, Catholic. Catholic. I could hear that. Yeah, I could hear that. Uh, and at the, from hearing the interview with Doctor King, uh, just the words he used. I didn't feel like he was a regular churchgoer. <laughs> See, I know. No. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. But good yes, guy. Good guy. He takes command of the F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. Yes, he does. He should have been a sailor, not a Marine or whatever he was, right? He should have been a sailor. Army. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that army, yeah. So, but, but a good guy nonetheless. A good guy. And remember, I always go back to the thief on the cross. See, God tells us not to judge. And that's what he's talking about. He doesn't tell us not to have discernment. He doesn't tell us to beware of false prophets. He tells us all that. He tells us to know the word. But what he says is, you don't know who are my kids. So don't you don't get to decide who's saved and who's not saved. This could be the worst person in the world. I'm not saying Dr. King is. Please don't hear that. But remember the thief on the right. cross. He did Absolutely. nothing for God. He didn't even know right. God. And then yet he, but at the very end, he acknowledged him and asked him for forgiveness. And God said, you will be with me in heaven tonight. Now, he might not, he might be a homeless guy in heaven. I, I, I'll take homelessness in heaven any day than a mansion in hell. I don't know about you, so I'll take it. Absolutely. Uh, any I'm with you. day over. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. So that's fascinating. So I think Dr. King, this has to affect him. And that's kind of where I want to go for the, for the rest of this interview. And by the way, the phone lines are open. If you want to ask Keith any questions, he's a 30-year uh, retired police officer. Uh, this is actually his uh, third book. And this is a huge book, a bestseller already on Amazon. I think it's can continue to climb the charts, and I also know it's going to open many doors for Keith. He's also Awakening Graduate Leadership Awakening. Matter of fact, if you listen to our show regularly, we don't say names and we don't identify them, but one of the testimonial commercials is an interview I did with Keith after his Leadership Awakening class. And, and so I really want to know what's different, you know, because Mario was a good guy uh, before this happened. You know that, right? Yes, I know that. absolutely. And the way I know that, just to let you know, is because I read it. Because I went to the comments section, uh, what people said about on the book, and this is right off of Amazon.com. Uh, from uh, these are testimonials about the book. He said, uh, "Verified purchaser, I have the honor to know Mario Oliveira as a friend and brother. He helped my family when I was in need, and I have stood by him ever since. I knew this story before it was written, and was allowed to view chapters of the manuscript uh, before it was published. I can tell you everything you are reading is absolute truth. You will not be able to put this book down. 
just incredible. Another comment on Amazon.com. I read this book in one day. It pulled me in from page one, and I couldn't put it down. It pulls on the heartstrings, and you realize the sacrifice the men and women in blue make every single day. And one more. Uh, this book has it all. Crime, justice, faith, resiliency, and hearts that refuse to give up. That's Dr. King. That's Mario. And I'm going to tell you right now, Keith, I know you. That's Keith Notek. So hearts that refuse to give up. Mario's will to not only live and survive, but that he continues to prosper in inspiring on so many levels. As you read the book, you can see and feel the type of guy Mario is, but his true character shows up after his retirement and recovery from such a traumatic ordeal when he continues to dedicate his life, time, and energy in the pursuit of helping Amy, uh, any and all law enf enforcement officers who have or who, God forbid, do suffer the way he did and their families. He will succeed in getting every state in the union to pass legislation that helps in this endeavor. It is, was an emotional read for all of us, not only from the law enforcement community, but also from the close-knit city of Somerville, Massachusetts, who know him. And after reading this book, I have to think and believe God indeed sent Dr. King into Mario's life. And for that, we are forever grateful. What I keep hearing is this thing called change. That this yes. event, this was a line in the sand. This is a way to begin anew. And why does that matter? Because I believe this is all God's doing, and you know it too. I think Mario has a ta God tapped Mario on the shoulder and said, I'm not done with you. I think Mario, I mean, God topped, uh, tapped uh, Dr. King on the shoulder, and he said, you're mine. You just don't know it yet. And he's been on you for a while now. It took a low point for you, too. And God uses the valley. I always tell people, don't waste the valley, Keith, because you're there for a reason. And as soon as you get the lesson, God's going to take you to the mountain of God. He always goes from the valley to the mountain of God. But the valley is a gathering place, a place to grow, a place to learn. But he doesn't leave us there. And so just a couple of Christian, uh, scripture references. Isaiah 43. Do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to things of old. Both Behold, this is 19. I'm about to do something new, Dr. King. I'm about to do something new, Mario. I'm about to do something new, Keith. Even now it's coming. Do you not see? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, streams in the desert. Isaiah, for behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you, right? John 3, 3. Yes, truly, truly, I tell you, right? You got to be born again. Do you hear it? All over. It's about new beginnings. Uh, we got about a minute and a half. Maybe it's not fair. Uh, but uh, what, what difference has writing this book made to you? Let's just see if we can cover that in a minute so far. Sure. There's this guy named uh, Mr. Black. Uh, perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, <laughs> and there's a quote that I use regularly uh, from this guy, Mr. Black. Low points can become grow points. And I use it all the time because it, it with Dr. King, with Mario, with me, our low points uh, have become grow points. Um, God used these things to, to, you know, not break us. Okay, maybe we were broken down, but we yeah. were rebuilt. God used Amen. them to rebuild us into his creatures, into his work, to carry out yep. his will. And that's, Amen. you know, just hearing hearing the story, being involved in the book, uh, it just reaffirms my, my belief in, in God 
in in my Amen. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, Amen, Amen. And so we're gonna keep on for one last segment. Get ready to go to hard uh, hard break, and I uh, just want to talk a little bit more in depth about the book. I want to kind of go into the two questions: one, what is that thing that he learned, and two, who was that masked woman? Who was that nurse? If you're willing to share those after the break, we'll continue the conversation with Keith Notick, uh, the best-selling book, Gunrunner. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back. Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, uh, we are blessed to have a good friend, Leadership Awakening graduate, and author, Keith Notek. And a couple of house uh, cleaning items. Uh, for those of you listening on the radio show, uh, this is our last segment. For those of you listening on Living Life Like It Matters, the podcast, uh, stay tuned because when the radio show ends in this segment, there's a actual fifth segment, some bonus content that Keith and I uh, will share with you. So for those of you listening on Living Life Like It Matters, uh, stay tuned because after this this segment here, there'll be another segment of content uh, that's special uh, new content. And so wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us, Living Life Like It Matters, Living Life Like It Matters. And it's a bi-weekly podcast every Tuesday and I mean every Monday and every Thursday. Monday is story time with Mr. Black and then Thursday is episodes and information like we're doing now. And the phone lines are open so if you want to ask Keith a question, have any comment, uh, you can call in at 651-289-4466. So I don't know if it's fair or not, Keith, but I want to ask, because in the uh, promos and in this stuff explained about the book, uh, it says, a true crime book centered on real-life Boston area detective hero Mario Oliveira, who embarks on a series of interconnected gang crimes that leads to his own murder. It's during death that he learns his most important lesson. He's here to tell you about it. And it says afterwards, what happens when we die? So it is during death that Mario learns his most important lesson. Are you able to share that lesson with us and our listeners? Yeah, I can go into a little bit of it. Uh, You know, it would be better coming from Mario um, because, you know, it's so so powerful. But, um, you know, people, there's more... To, to this earthly existence, uh, you know, your body just doesn't die, and that's it. That's all there is. Uh, the nurse that visited Mario in the hospital happened to be his deceased grandmother. She was there to. That was my him. other question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm, Go I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Yeah. Spoiler Good. alert, Good. people. Uh, <laughs> but um, stunning. You know, he, stunning. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, so, you so know, how did you realize it was his grandmother? How did he realize it was a grandmother? If you don't mind me his, his mother uh, brought a framed picture of her deceased mother, uh, Mario's grandmother, and said, Mario, I want you to hang this on your wall. And when he looked at the picture, he fell to his knees. Uh, he's like, oh, my gosh, that was my nurse. That was my nurse that visited me in the wow. hospital. See, she had been wow. deceased for many, many, many years, you know, decades, really. And uh, Mario uh, was just a little kid when he, you know, got to, to grow, you know, grow up in Portugal and, and meet her. And uh, she never did move to the United States with the rest of the family. So Mario's memories of her were very, very early memories. Wow. And so that woman, and when he told Dr. King, well, that nurse really covered me. I'm like, what nurse? Uh, right. That nurse was actually his grandmother. Now, that nurse touched him. That nurse comforted him. That nurse did all these things. Physically, he interacted with this nurse, correct? Correct. That's stunning. Yeah. That's just stunning. You know, God the says doctor- he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. You know, go ahead. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Dr. King couldn't wrap his mind around that whole that whole situation. It's not that he did not believe Mario because Mario remembered everything. Mario was dead. Mario yep. knew what was going on around him. Mario remembers Dr. King saying certain things. And and Dr. King it wasn't that he didn't believe me, just didn't understand the phenomenon. Uh, because yep. he's a man of science, yep. right? He's a man of yep. science. He's a medical doctor. Yep. You know, we're talking about Dr. physiological, <laughs> yeah, physiological yep. and biological things. Uh, yep. You know, as opposed to spiritual things. But uh, yep. eventually, as the yep. reader will find out, Doctor King uh, uh, really got to dive deeply into the spiritual realm ten years after uh, Mario's death and resurrection, so to speak. Mm, wow. And see, here's a man who's been in battle. Here's a man who saved life. Here's a man who reached his heart into someone's chest and massaged his heart physically to keep him alive. People can get the God complex. He's successful. He's an athlete. He's a sought-after speaker, leader, doctor. See, this guy could be his own God. And in today's world, we make ourselves into gods. And this is why I think God got a hold of Dr. King. God uses all things for all purposes. He doesn't give up. He is long-suffering, one of his greatest traits. And God says, in order for something to live, something must die. We can't plant a seed until that seed dies, and from that dead seed comes new life. Uh, it is I who is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. I daily I die to myself. Uh, I must pick up my cross daily and follow after Him. God tells us this, and this that line in the sand. And God is tapping on Dr. King's shoulder. God is tap, tapping on Mario's shoulder. So I'm going to ask you a personal question: mm-hmm. What is your outcome? What do you want? Why did you write this book? What do you want from other people to take from reading this true story? You know, I'm glad you asked that question because we all live in the world, right? We know what's going on today. Uh, Things are pretty crazy and convoluted. Uh, You know, for people who don't know Christ, you know, times are uncertain. You know, we have this pandemic thing and, you know, 
I won't go into the dynamics of all that, but, yeah. you know, it, it definitely impacted everybody. And now there's a war going on in, in Eastern Europe. And, and you know, we got the gas prices soaring, inflation. This is an uplifting story. This story is just reaffirmation that God is bigger than all of this stuff. God created the world. God is bigger than the world. He's bigger than all of it. He's bigger than all of us. He can do anything. You know, I like the way Dr. King kind of summed it up. And, and you know, I wrote the book. It's pretty raw. I mean, there's, you know, I throw out some F-bombs and whatnot, but that, that really happened. Yeah. Those are quotes. Yeah. Uh, life isn't yeah. always pretty. Life isn't always pretty, no. and it's not always, you know, uh Scriptural, you know, um, Dr. King sums it up in that God is alive and well today. He may not be feeding the masses or parting seas like you can read about in Scripture, but he's he's doing these things. He's he's doing miracles every day, like he did in Dr. King's life, like he did in Mario's life, and heck, like he did in my life. You know, I'd probably oh, be dead if, if you know, yep. if I didn't pull my head out and, and renew my faith yep. and my belief in Christ. So, yep. Beginnings. It's an, See, God's yeah, not it's done an, with us. That's why we're... T- no. Yeah. yeah. And that's why God tells us, boy, today, if you feel uh, tapping on your heart, if you feel hear God and call on you, don't delay. Uh, don't tarry. Today is the day. And I want you to know, Keith and I believe the same way. We, we're both, first and foremost, children of God. Everything else is secondary. And nothing brings us greater glory to make an impact on someone for the kingdom uh, and to actually praise someone in the kingdom. So uh, please, uh, 651-289-4466 is the number here. But you can call me anytime. My number's on the website. Uh, Keith, you can reach out to Keith. I don't care what you want to talk You want to talk about God? You need some God? I know Keith would love to talk to you. I know I'd love to talk to you. Uh, and Keith, I just want to show I'm proud of you, brother. I really am. Uh, I'm proud of uh, who you're becoming. I'm proud of the man of God you're becoming. Uh, I'm proud of your heart because you got a good heart. And I just, I just wish the utmost uh, in success on this book, Gunrunner, because it sounds like an incredible book. I'm going to be reading it over the weekend. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, so again, Keith, I want to thank you, my friend. Uh, God bless you. Anything before we let you go that you'd like to say to the listening audience? Anything you have left untouched? You know, I think we've touched just about everything, but I just want to wish uh, wish all of your listeners well, uh, and I want to remind them, you know, don't if you're going through some some hard times, some struggles, don't suffer in silence. There's people out there who care, and God cares. Amen, amen. And uh, Keith cares, I care, and there's millions of others. You just got to speak up, speak up. All right, my friend, God bless you, and uh, good luck to you. We'll talk soon, my friend, okay? Thank you, my brother. God bless. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes in life we just got to have a mantra. We've got to fight the good fight. And I'm going to suggest to you sometimes the fight, the good fight, is between the stimulus and the response. You know, last month was National Mental Health Awareness Month. And people are struggling. People are hurting. Hurting people hurt people. You can ban all the guns you want. They'll find other ways to kill people. And uh, be honest with you, you're going to take me out. I'd rather a bullet to the head than a knife to chop me up. You can take away all the devices, but the issue's still there because the issue is the human heart. And until we deal with the issue of hurting people, then hurting people will always hurt other people. 
That's why we're called to live our lives like it matters. Because you never know when you could be the one person that allows someone to start fresh, become a new creation. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Well, how blessed are you if you're listening to this podcast right now and hearing my voice? Because I've been promising you extra content. And so you've heard the first four segments, which was my uh, radio interview uh, with my good friend and co-author Keith Notek. Uh, And for those that listen on likeitmattersradio.com, that is what aired live on the radio. But as I keep telling you, for those that listen to the podcast at Live in Life Like It Matters, and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts, we are going to give you some extra content. And the extra content is the subject of a book that we've been covering. You know, Gunrunner. Gunrunner is that true crime book centered on the real-life Boston area detective hero Mario Oliveira, who embarks on a series of interconnected gang crimes that leads to his own murder. It's during death that he learns his most important lesson, and he's here to tell you about it. So let's welcome to Live in Life Like It Matters, Mr. Mario Oliveira. Mario, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Well, absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Black, for having me on your show. Well, you're, it's it, it's an honor for me. You know, I talk all the time. Uh, some of my best friends are law enforcement officers. You know, I work with people with PTSD and all that. And so, um, and yet, in all fairness, Mario, I got to be honest with you. And I had to just had a conversation with my little son. He's seven years old, uh, and we got pulled over a couple weeks ago. And I was not the nicest guy. Uh, and I had to apologize uh, to my son and say that is uh, daddy did that, and then nothing bad happened. But I was just short. I was kind of irritated. I didn't, you know, I knew it was going to cost me money. I wasn't paying attention. He, everything he said was true, but it irritated me. So I had to, I had to interact with my son and say, you know, uh, it wasn't. He did nothing wrong. He was actually polite. He was by the books. I think he was a new cop. I was not in a good mood. And so, you know, we're human beings. And whether you're a cop or whether you're a person being pulled over by a cop, we all have stuff. Uh, we all have family of origin issues. We all have wives or husbands. We have kids. We have financial issues. We have traumas from our. Past. So I always like to teach people that first and foremost, we are human beings. And so that's why I'm so honored to have you on. So I got a couple questions for you, Mario, for our listeners, because I got to tell you, first of all, uh, Keith Notek, man, when he talks about you. It's like he's known you all his life. So I want you to know, I feel like I kind of know you, Mario, uh, from what your co-author shared with me. And he, he talked very highly of you. If you listen to the show, you know, Keith's a good man. You know that, of course. Oh, absolutely. He's my brother. Yeah. 
Amen, amen, amen. Not just police brother, but he is your brother without a doubt. He's my brother as well. So I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, you, you have kind of a before and after. I think a lot of us have it. It's just not as clearly uh, delineated as yours is. Uh, you had a life before it was cut short where you were technically murdered. You were dead. I think it was three times you were dead and you had to be brought back to life. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, so so in all fairness, not that you were a bad person, but who was Mario before he was murdered? I mean, if you were to describe that Mario, what would you say about that Mario? Well, I can tell you, um, I was a family man, a, go- a great son. I like to think I was a good husband, a great father, uh, a person who loved my son at the time uh, before I was shot was only three. Um, loved loved him dearly and wanted nothing but the best for him and to give him the best life possible, just like most dads, you know, in this world. And um, yep. more, I loved my job. I was always either in uniform doing, you know, a detail assignment, extra duties, or I was doing investigations. And so I lived for my job. I was one of those guys, a workaholic, that just loved mm-hmm. what he did. I had passion to be a police officer. So overall, I like to think that I was a good human being. I was, I helped more people than I hurt more people. Let's put it that way. Amen. It's good balance sheet. That's a good balance sheet. Absolutely. And that's my point. I don't, I didn't want you to be, I was a terrible guy. I was this. I didn't mean that, but there was a line that was drawn. And I know because I've had a lot of people in my training, I do leadership training. I train law enforcement officers in corporate America. And I've had many people in there uh, that were given a second chance to die. They were supposed to be dead. They didn't have a chance to live and God brought them back. And many of them, many of them, I hate to say this, that when they come to my class, and this happened 10 or 15 years earlier, they're dead again. And I would say to them, do you really think God gave you a second chance to live just to die? You think that's what he did? And so I kind of curious, just as my own personal question, how did your murder, it sounds so weird saying that, but how did your murder change your life? What's different about you? Who is the Mario today that's gotten a second chance to live? Well, I can I can put it simply like this. I am on a mission to help uh, a certain group. I'm, I'm, willing, I'm on a mission to help everybody, but more more specifically, you know, officers who have proven permanently injured in the line of duty because they were doing their job, what they get paid to do to protect civilization, to keep yep. it to keep it a good place for us for us to raise our families and for our yep. families to have a fish and a good life. So it's yep. it's a it's a topic that many don't know about, you know, yeah. because it's kept kept like a hidden secret for some reason. The duty, tragically, yep. you know, yep. families are afforded benefits. Every state is different. There's a federal benefit and a federal payout. There's a state payout, and they vary from state to state. However, if an officer survives an ordeal and is permanently injured, and it's life-altering, in most cases, they're getting a little bit more than half of their pay. So essentially, the message is, you're punished for surviving. Your your families are better off, financially speaking, that the officer dies. I can't tell you how many officers have told me who I've met over the years in many different states who say to me, I wish I had died that night because my family would have been better off financially. 
I'm left wow. now to try to fend for my family, getting a little bit more than half of my pay. So what if, to answer your question, my mission is now to, um, <clears throat> to pass legislation that I have filed here at Mass that's going to guarantee 100% of an officer's base salary for the rest of their life, tax-free, which will allow the officer to now take care or take better care of their families now that this tragic incident has affected their life. Because you know what? Oh, wow. That's what these officers deserve. They deserve to, to, to be whole and to at least be able to take care of their families. Yep. Amen. Amen. So it's it's really clarified your mission because undoubtedly, undoubtedly, when this happened to you, you came up and I remember scan, scan the book. In all fairness, I haven't read it yet, but I have scanned it. But you came up with those obstacles. You came up to those where you didn't get the need, uh, the, the help you needed. You didn't get I, I mean, it was not the all out rush to to serve you, to help you. Uh, you were basically almost put on the back burner. I don't mean to downplay anybody's effort to help you, but I kind of got that feeling. Is that kind of how you felt? Yeah, so I mean, my department was great. They were phenomenal. My chief, my deputy chiefs, the officers that I work with, they were they were out of this world phenomenal, helping my family. They would bring food to my house. They would bring little toys and stuffed animals to my little boy. However, uh-huh. my city administration wasn't that helpful. When I try to retire, every state has a thing called special legislation, home rule petitions. So I, mm-hmm. I applied for this home rule petition, which would supersede the current law of 72%. It would allow me to get 100% of my pay. Well, I petitioned this, and my mayor sat on it for two and a half years, which subsequently caused me to go into a psychological downspin. I'm down Mm. the proverbial toilet. I got depressed. Mm. I lost a lot of weight. I uh, regressed. I didn't want to talk. I was depressed. I was severely depressed and borderline suicidal. Knowing all these benefits uh, were available had I died that night. You know, here's my poor wife working, you know, extra hours at work. You know, I found out that my wife was pregnant the day I got home from the hospital. So now I have two babies. I have two two extra little mouths I got to feed. You know, imagine what's going through my mind. How do I take care of my family? I'm the main breadwinner here, or was the main breadwinner. That got taken away from me overnight in the blink of an eye. Yep. And then and you're, dealing the yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're dealing with PTSD. Yeah. You're dealing with the trauma. You're dealing with the trauma. Those pictures are running through your head. The experience, all that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Uh, you, you probably have little nightmares sometimes and uh, get the sweats. I, I mean, I've dealt with so many police officers, military people, uh, and that is, uh, it's clarified your mission. And I think God's used this to show you that there are so many people like you, Mario, that are put their life on the line. And we do this to our soldiers as well. We do this to our military people as well. Uh, that's why there's uh, you know all these uh, NGOs out there supporting people. Uh, tunnels to towers and all that. Because so many people we talk about how much we appreciate them putting their life on the line until something goes wrong. And when something goes wrong we seem to turn our backs on those people right. that gave it their all. And you, do, 
Yeah, forgot. you deserve better than that. Amen. Amen. It's a it's a fraud, and uh, your wife deserves better. Your kids deserve better, uh, and your brothers and sisters in blue deserve better. So today we are talking to Mario Oliveira, who is the subject and co-author of the best-selling hit Gunrunner. If you have not picked up this book, you gotta pick up this book. We're gonna take a quick break, Mario, uh, and then when we come back. I just got a couple more questions, a little more personal nature, because I want to see how has this murder and second chance of life affected you uh, as you move forward. So I am Black. Today on Living Life Like It Matters, we're talking to co-author and subject of the book, Gunrunner, Mr. Mario Oliveira, and we'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Awesome. Well, we're back now with Mario. And Mario, I know you're busy. I got just a couple more questions for you. Uh, let me ask you, because reading the book and finding out about, uh, I think it was your grandmother who showed up in the form of a nurse, just spiritually, I, even saying it, I get chills down my spine because I'm a man of God first and foremost. Let me ask you something. Uh, since your second chance at life, uh, what is different about your relationship with God? How has that changed? Well... I pray to God every day. I can, uh, I'm ashamed to say that before, you know, I would go to church, you know, sporadically. And the only time you really saw me at church was at funerals and weddings. Yep. But now, I believe in God. I pray yep. to Him each and every day of my life. Yep. And I'm very uh, thankful for what He's given me. Well, you know what tells me more about your relationship than anything is your emotion right now, Mario. Here's the God of second chances. God says, I am doing a new thing. I'm creating the rivers where there was desert. I'm doing a new thing. And like he says in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, uh, for those in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is washed away and everything is new. And that's why I feel that emotion. You feel you're a new man, your relationship. You're on a new honeymoon with God. Is that fair to say? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that, brother. I love that. Everything else. I'll tell you what, Mario. You get as close to God as possible. That'll make you a better husband. That'll make you a better father. That'll make you better at everything you do. And you already know that. You know that. But uh, I, f I believe that with all my heart. 
So let me ask you something. When you finally do take your last breath, you know, the Bible's pretty clear. It's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. Uh, so let me ask you, when you do take your last breath on this planet, what would you like said about you? I mean, your wife, what would you want your wife to say about you? What would you want your brothers and sisters in blue? What would you want said about you when you're no longer on this planet? Have you thought about that? Yeah, I have. I I hope, you know, I hope that people look at look back and say that he was a visionary. He took a tragedy and turned it into a positive situation. He took a bad situation and made it positive. And my message to people is no matter how down you think you are, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to fight and get through that those dark days and and get there. You know, I tell recruits all the time, I tell officers, we all have have the eye of the tiger in our hearts, all of us. Mm -hmm. It takes a special person to be a police officer. Not everybody on this earth can do that job. That's that's a fair statement, correct? This job is not for everybody. But for those select few in in this profession, we all have the eye of the tiger. What What I tell them, my message to them is, if you're ever put in the predicament that I was once in, you need to fight. Think of your loved ones. Think of your children. Think of your parents. Think of your spouses. And you fight like hell to get home to them, which is what I did that night. And they will find that inner strength, and they will get through those dark moments and those dark days and come out in, in the light on the other side. Yep. It's Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod comforts me, your staff guides me. You know, and God is the God of light, and uh, we live in a dark world. And you deal with that darkness every single day at a level that most people couldn't even imagine. And that by itself, it's hard to sleep. I mean, police officers, uh, more police officers, people don't know this, die from their own gun than die from a perp's gun. Uh, more police officers take their own life that are taken in the line of that's how stressful uh, spousal abuse divorce problems PTSD some of the highest rates you guys put your life on the line but you put your marriage on the line uh, you put your sanity on the line and you're a human being you have good days and bad days sometimes you can abuse authority like I can abuse authority as it when I, we all, we're all human beings Romans 3.23 says clearly that all not some not most not many not police officers but all fall short of the glory of God. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you a weird question, Mario. Have you have you read the book? I have, yes. Okay. I, mean, I know it's a weird question, but tell me, when you read the book, what's going through your mind, your heart? How are you feeling as you're reading the book? Would you mind sharing that? Yeah. I mean, in some of the, in some of the chapters, I, I just couldn't believe that I actually did some of this work. I just, it was like surreal, like, wow. Back then, I never thought, I didn't think twice of it because it was just my job. It was my way of life. I loved, I loved my profession. I, it was a passion. But now reading yeah. back to some of the crazy stuff that I did, it's like, wow, <laughs> I did this. And yeah. there was a reason why I saved all my reports and created three Amen. ring binders, never knowing yeah. why I did it way yep. back when. I just, I was just one of those guys who just, that was just me. I would, I would create yeah. binders. And now, you know, wow. 20 years later, yep. it's, it's proven fruitful. It's proof Amen. that I, you know, that I worked these cases and, and whatnot. So I was uh, kind of cool. amazed at times and just shook my head and just like, wow. This is yeah, cool. it's like you're reading about somebody else. It's like you're reading about somebody else, but you lived it. That's so cool. Uh, and just popped in my head, not what I was planning on asking, but has your wife read it? 
She has. Yeah, she has. She loved what, it. What did she say? Did she say anything to you? Or uh, Well, she remembers. she remembers many of the times me having to walk out of the living room out to the backyard as I'm talking to an informant uh, or making yeah. believe I'm a bad guy ordering up guns and drugs <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So she recalled yeah. many of the times that I had a oh, really wow. interrupting, you know, exit oh, wow. stage left, you know. Oh, that's so cool because now she's connecting dots in a good way, not in a bad way, not like they do sometimes. Where were you that night? Yeah. See, if yeah, you no, want to live knew. a life... Yeah, but if you were living a life of lack of integrity and having all that other stuff going on, see, all that would come out to expose. That's why, you know, God tells us, beware, people are watching. People are watching. To live your life like it matters, like people are watching. Um, real quick, last couple questions. I know you're busy, man. But what do you want people to take away from reading this book? When, when you have millions of people reading this book, what would you like the average reader to take away from this book? Well, I want the average reader to find peace in their life after reading the story. I want them to have hope and faith, you know, believe in God and believe that, in, you know, with their faith, things are going to get better. This world is upside down that we're living in, especially our country, you know, yep. in the present day, given yep. the economy and inflation and everything else, you know, politics yep. and one yeah. political group not liking the other political group and there's just animosity yep. everywhere at, at every corner. You know, I'm yeah. hoping that, you know, people just see the goodness, that there's goodness in everyone and, and to believe in God and to just live a good life or live the best life that you can. Amen. Because it's you know, important for man to die one time. Yeah. Amen. Because no. we'll see God light at the end of the tunnel because I, you know, we have a lot. Of, I'm a Christian. I told you. And so are you. But uh, I hear a lot of times that, uh, uh, you know, there, there's light at the end of the tunnel. That light is God. And it is appointed for man to die one time. And then comes the judgment. And we will be held accountable uh, for everything we did. Uh, and boy, uh, that's a scary proposition because we all fall short and we've all made mistakes. But uh, you were given a second chance. You were given a second chance. It sounds like you're you're living it like a matters mm -hmm. and any parting thoughts uh, we're gonna get you off of the radio uh, any parting thoughts for our listeners before we let you go mario yeah i have a message for my brothers and sisters in blue out there oh please um, please it's i see you i see you suffer quietly when we lose a brother or sister officer to the criminals out on the street i see you comfort the victims that will seemingly haunt your dreams and never seem to be in short supply I see you patrol the cities and towns with one mission, to protect and serve. I see you stand together. I see you serve the thin blue line. I see you confront evil that others pretend doesn't exist. I see you. I appreciate you. I applaud you. But most importantly, I thank you. Thank you for your service. God bless. Wow. I think we ended that. That's living your life like it matters. And those are from the heart, uh, the mouth, uh, the emotions of Mario Oliveira, co-author and subject of the best-selling book, Gunrunner. Remember, as Mario showed us, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, 
go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.